Hello again. 10 minutes of Paralympic chat coming along today with the extraordinary journey of one athlete on their way to a gold medal in Rio. Just referring you back to some of the podcasts that have been going out in the last few days, episode 39 was our International Women's Day special, which was presented by Shona McCallin, who won gold herself in Rio in hockey. Uh, also thanks this week to uh, trampoline gymnast Laura Gallagher for sharing her struggles in the sport, episode 40, and not giving up. And uh, paratriathlete George Peasgood gave us the inside track on training in the heat chamber. That's episode 42. And episode 41 from Dubai, sprinter James Ellington, who had an incredible story himself following a motorbike accident, uh, what, four years ago now, on a training camp in Tenerife, and how he rebuilt his athletics career and is going for a third Olympics on the trot in Tokyo this summer. And so to today's guest, and that is Emma Wiggs, MBE, gold medal para-canoeist from Rio 2016. Now, all this week, I've been presenting some live streams for British Canoeing on their Facebook and YouTube channels, and you can check them out. And if you go to Wednesdays, then it was with Emma Wiggs. I recorded it with Emma at home in Leicestershire, and British Canoeing said it's okay for me to play it out to you now. It is an extraordinary story. If you want to see all of it, then go to British Canoeing's Facebook and YouTube. But here is Emma. Hi everyone, my name is Emma Wiggs and I am part of the para-canoe team at British Canoeing. Um, I'm lucky enough to have been the gold medalist from the Rio 2016 Paralympic Games where para-canoe made its debut. I'm also an eight-times world champion and I want to share with you today a bit around my journey into paddling, some of the key moments, some of the key influences and some of my hopes for the future. I think my first probably point to start is, is around how I ended up doing Paralympic sport. And I wasn't actually always disabled. I was able-bodied until the age of 18 when I went on a gap year to Australia. Unfortunately, I contracted a virus about six weeks into that incredible adventure, um, which paralyzed me overnight in my arms and my legs, which I'm sure you can imagine was a bit of a, a life-changing moment. Um, but I think when life chucks these moments at you, you've got a choice. And, and my choice at that time was to pursue my goals and, and want to get back to living an independent life and a normal life and, and follow my dream of being a, a PE teacher. So I just had to do that in a slightly different way with only two thirds of me that, that worked. I was quite lucky that my arms recovered given what I've ended up doing. I think it's probably quite important that my arms recovered, um, but my legs didn't. So from the kind of pelvis down, um, things didn't work. So I had to learn to live a new life uh, in a wheelchair um, and I did really for the next 12 years um, just pursue that dream of being a teacher. Um, sport took a back seat, which looking back now seems a really odd thing because sport had been such a huge part of my life. I was incredibly passionate about doing sport, all different types of sport um, at all different levels. Canoeing wasn't one of them um, initially in my teenage years, but I think I did probably what everyone had done, which is experience getting in a boat for um, a guide a guide camp or uh, an activity at school or whatever it might be you know sitting in a plastic boat and and experiencing being on the water but canoeing wasn't one of my my main um, sports at that time so I uh, spent the the years learning to to, to live a new life and, and get my qualification in in teaching and I ended up teaching PE uh, down in West Sussex um, and not really thinking about my life as a as a sportswoman anymore until I was given the opportunity to go to a Paralympic Talent Identification Day in the run-up to the London Games. 
And I think we all probably remember the, the London 2012 Games for being a real pivotal moment for sport in general, but, but specifically for Paralympic sports. Um, and it, it was around creating momentum um, around people with disabilities doing sport at the highest level and, and it being around the sport um, and the achievements rather than the, the disabilities. Um, and for me, those games were an incredible game changer and again, a, a moment in my life that, that changed the direction that I was heading. And, and I went to those games as a sitting volleyball player. Um, so again, still not in canoeing, but needing my arms a bit more than, than my previous life. Um, and, you know, that journey had its challenges, had its ups and its downs. But ultimately, the most important thing out of that sitting volleyball journey was that it, it relit that passion inside me that I'm sure you share because you love sport, um, taking part in whatever level you might take part in it. You see the, the benefits of it. And the sitting, the sitting volleyball really made a massive difference to my life and gave me back what I'd been missing. And I don't think I really realised that I'd been missing the power of sport. I think for me, the, the London 2012 Games, it still gives me goosebumps to, to think back at them. They were just such an incredible experience. You know, I clearly had never dreamt as a child of being a Paralympian because I wasn't disabled. Um, but to be part of a home Paralympic Games is something that many people never ever get to achieve. So it really was a once in a lifetime experience um, in a sport that I'd had to learn from scratch. Um, I played a bit of volleyball at school, but certainly not sitting volleyball. Um, but the vibe around the games, the feel in London, the build up, the actual, the, you know, the two weeks of the games and even the, the moments after the games, it was it was just transformational to, to London as a city and to the country as a whole. Um, and it was absolutely a game changer for how the world see Paralympians and Paralympic sport. It was after those games where I realised um, I wanted to kind of pursue pursue this in, in a different in a different sport. I think Paralympic sport is a is a bit like um, the football transfer market. Straight after a games, the the sports are out uh, on the on the look and on the hunt for for athletes that they might be able to transfer across um, into into a new sport. And I knew that if I wanted to compete with the best on the world stage, I needed to move into an individual sport. And that was always a, quite a surprise for me that I'd moved from a team sport to an individual sport. But actually, the para canoe team is, is more of a team than any team I've ever been part of, able-bodied or, or disabled, because of the, the values that we share and the ethos and the work ethic that we share moving forward. So I was asked to, to go and get in a boat in Nottingham. And I think we all know, or me, most of us will be able to recognise what Nottingham's like on a windy a windy day in January, um, but I didn't fall in and I didn't mind what my hair looked like. Uh, I still don't. Um, and I, you know, I ticked a few boxes for the for the para canoe team, and they kind of sat me down and and presented this dream that we could make the boat faster and that we could in four years go to the Rio Paralympic Games and and win a medal. And I just thought they were crazy, but that really was this this start of of an incredible. Um, few years and, and part of that journey we're still on. That's Emma Wiggs and good luck Emma on the latest part of your journey towards Tokyo. If you want to see and hear more of that it's on British Canoeing's Facebook and YouTube channels. There's another 15 minutes. Emma's a great advocate for sport in general, for well-being, for para canoe and paddle sport, for the Paralympic movement and just generally a great advocate of the Olympic and Paralympic movement. Great to chat to Emma. 
there, which I did a week or so ago at her home in Leicestershire. That's just about it for today. We'll start next week off at the All England Badminton Championships, which will be very different this year in Birmingham. In the meantime, thanks very much for listening and see you soon. Bye-bye.